This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Hello. And, uh, you know, I'm very excited. Listen, you know, there is really nothing quite like live theater. And for myself, uh, a wonderful musical is my preference. And this is actually one of my favorite musicals. Oh, for sure. Les Miserables is at uh, the historic Orpheum Theater. Uh, it opened yesterday. It will be there through the 18th. And we have on the line Haley Dorch, who plays the role of Fontaine in this staging of Les Mis. Hello, Haley. Welcome to the show. Hi, Haley. Hi. Thank you for having me. Well, I'm so, well, I'm really excited to have you, and I'm so excited that you're here in Minneapolis uh, and performing this amazing show. You know, I said right when I introduced you that this is one of my favorite musicals of all time. What is it about Les Mis that you think continues to just captivate people such that, you know, audiences will still arrive in droves to see it? Yeah, totally. I mean, this musical has been around for nearly 40 years now, which is insane. Um, I think the reason people keep coming back to it is because it has such a timeless message to everyone. Um, I know my dad personally, uh, he grew up, you know, not having to do anything with musical theater. He grew up as an athlete and, and played professionally overseas in China and then now I'm sure he's listened to the soundtrack more than I have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he, he's obsessed with it. And I think it's because like it can speak to everyone, no matter where mm-hmm. you come from. Uh, and it, no matter who plays the role, like it, it, it's a timeless message, no matter who portrays it. Yeah. You know, it, it, there is so much Les Mis to appreciate Haley. And, you know, whether it's, the fact that it's been translated into 22 languages, there are 47 cast recordings, it's the sixth longest running Broadway production of all time, so this this production is everywhere as a part of the show. Like, where do you turn for inspiration? I mean, do you start with the source material? Do you try to avoid stuff? Like, what, what for you is special about taking on this role? Yeah, I mean, it was, it was challenging at first, because, you know, there's such a long list of people who've played this role and and some great names that have played it. Um, And so it was kind of hard for me because I was like, do I watch the movie? Do I go and look up every bootleg I can find on YouTube? Um, And I found that the best thing for me was to read the book, Mm. see where the story story originally derives from, um, because there's so many key details in there that are so beautiful like in the book they mentioned that Fontaine cuts her hair so that to pay for uh, her daughter Cosette's wool coat for the winter mm-hmm. and so she's doing it as an act of like I'm cutting my hair and my hair is what is 
clothing my child kind of thing. And, and the, those are details you miss if you just kind of watch a bootleg or um, just go right into the script. Um, and so it's kind of fun to play that context uh, without having to say the words. I, you know what? I love that. Um, I love that you said that because number one, I think it, I, I sometimes forget it was a book first. I do remember right. grabbing the book at one point, uh, as a youngster thinking, well, I'm going to read this because, you know, I love the musical and then realizing, no, it doesn't sing to me, but it does sing to you as you are. Uh, developing this character. Uh, and so I just appreciate that you are able to share that element of it. Um, had you, had, had you been like a fan of any certain person in the role prior to you playing the role of Fontaine? Oh my gosh, without a doubt. There's so many right. <laughs> amazing people that have played this role. And I, I do love Patty Lapone. I got to say yeah. it. Patty Lapone is uh, one of my favorites. I think we she's an absolute her, yeah. star. <laughs> yeah, we, we do are, whatever she yeah, tells um, us to do because we don't want to get on a, the bad side. No. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Those are some big shoes to fill. Exactly. But, so, um, if you guys are just joining us, by the way, uh, we are speaking with none other than Haley Dorch, who plays Fontaine in the current production of Les Mis that is at the Orpheum through the 18th of this month. We'll make sure uh, you have links to all the, the ticket info. Otherwise, just Google Les Mis at the Orpheum, and I'm sure you'll get tickets. I know they start at, like, 40 bucks. So, Haley, I wonder how, and, and we ask this a lot of shows that have been around for a long time, how have audiences been reacting to this production of Les Mis? Mm, I mean, Minnesota, Minneapolis really pulled through last night. <laughs> that They just clapped for things that have never been clapped for before. Like you could just felt the excitement that they had. Um, I think that this time around with this production, like I've gotten some very touching messages and like I've said before you know whether you've seen the show 15 times with 15 different people like each time you walk through the door you have a different story carrying with you that day Mm. um you know I just recently got a message on Instagram about this person um who you know they've seen like so many times but this most recent time resonated with them the most because they had lost um a parent Mm. and so to, you know that like in this song my song i dreamed a dream meant so much to them like they sang this song with their parent as you know they were on their deathbed and that's such a touching thing that you know it was an emotional release for them to like enjoy the show again not have their parent with them but to mm. to hear the song again and, and to be a part of the story um yeah, I, I think that's how audiences are reacting differently to this production, especially with, oh my gosh, the pandemic as well. Mm-hmm. How how can we forget? I mean, we've all been through such uh, this crazy thing. Yeah. Um, but it's a shared experience between all of us um, that has just changed our perspective on the world completely. Oh, the, you know, you couldn't have said it better, um, Haley. And that's honestly one of the most amazing. I mean, just the sense of everybody walking into the room with some sort of new uh, eyes for Les Mis, uh, no matter how many times you've seen it. 
um, is just such a beautiful sentiment. And so I hope people do take this opportunity to see you in the role of Fontaine, to see this staging of Les Mis at the beautiful historic Orpheum Theater, to be in the presence of live theater after we did go without for quite some time. You know, I know there might even be people in the audience who haven't gotten their themselves back into a seat. And this certainly is a show to do it. Uh, and I want to just say thank you so much for joining us today, Haley. Yes. Thank you. Had a blast. Thank you. Well, Thanks, break, Haley. Break a leg, uh, and uh, and uh, I hope a lot of people get out there and get those tickets to see Les Mis at the Historic Orpheum when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show. Um, from Les Mis to Liver King. Trust me, not it's a, a musical, whole different but, musical. <laughs> fast food. It's a tragedy. <laughs> After this, Holly <laughs> on my talk one zero seven one. I didn't wake up this morning and think I'd be saying these words on the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk 1071, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Uh, but we have to talk about the Liver King. What? Have you been following the downfall of the Liver King? I don't even know what the Liver King is. Do you even is. know who the Liver King I don't. is? Is this Hannibal Lecter? You're, it's fine. No, well. <laughs> Pour mm. yourself a nice Chianti. And uh, set a spell, because I'm going to tell you the tale of the implosion, the downfall of one liver king. I know. Uh, you've probably never heard of it. Actually, I wouldn't be surprised if some of you have heard of it. Here's why. There's a guy, and I, I've seen stories about this pop up in my feed repeatedly, and I thought, okay, I need to understand this, because there was like... A headline from one story that was like, Primal Living Guru Liver King Builds $100 Million Fitness Empire Admits He's Actually on Steroids. And I oh, thought, what? what? Okay, so there's this guy on the internet, and he is just not in our universe. We're in a very specific universe. It's called pop culture and entertainment. Mm-hmm. He's not in the same pop culture and entertainment universe we are in, mm-hmm. um, but there are a lot of people out there. I would imagine a lot of bros are probably familiar with if you like are a Logan Paul person uh-huh. if you are a I, I don't know for sure but for some reason I feel like he's been on Joe Rogan before yeah like if you're in that world maybe you've heard of this guy if I were to tell you and here's what I want you to do Colleen before okay. I tell you what the liver king is mm-hmm. I would like you to just open up that article yeah. and scroll down to the I think it's a TikTok yeah, video. I see it. Do you see him? Yeah. That's the liver king. Um, Do you want to describe him for the audience? Yeah, I'd love to. Number one. <laughs> number Holly. one. His uh his chin seems to be adorned with Brillo pads. Um It's a beard, honey. Okay, well <laughs> it's one of them like I, I honestly you know, well I'll just say this. He, caveman beard. Yeah, he appears to be wanting to look Kind of caveman-y. Yes. Um, he he is, would say ancestral. Okay. That we tomato tomato. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Tomato but. tomato. Liver liver. Anyway, he has a lot of the the muscles and the veins and. But like not just any muscles. No, like oh. a lot of the muscles, like the veiny veiny bulgy muscles. His face looks like now. If you've seen the movie Forrest Gump, what? His beard looks like Forrest Gump's yeah. beard yep. when he's deep in his cross-country yes. marathoning phase. Yes. Okay, so he's got a big shaggy beard yeah. and a ton of muscles. Now, look, I like muscles more than 
probably the average person. Mm-hmm. I appreciate muscles. Some of my best friends are, are muscles. muscles. Those are not real muscles. And anybody that sees those muscles would be like, that is some, that is some supplementation happening. Uh-huh. But for years he said no. Well, it turns out, in fact, it was true. They were steroids. Uh, or the, or the people's suspicions were true. That he was actually on steroids. And he admitted as much. Now, you must remember, he has made tens, if not hundreds of millions of dollars online selling this lifestyle. By the way, he also owns a company called Ancestral Living, which sells like dehydrated liver capsules and things because he's promoting this lifestyle, which look, organ meats are a great source of nutrition. I'm not here to like debunk, you know, like if people want to do that, fine. But in service of selling that product line yeah he was presenting an image about like if you take my stuff yeah if you live like i do by the way can i just tell you a little bit about what that means yeah please because i what i was nagging is that a liver capsule isn't gonna be do that for no you. you're not get honey Mm-mm. and but what's sad is you know there are people who are like i yes. gotta buy them i'm just gonna sit on my behind scroll insties and yeah. take these liver pills yeah and, and I'm gonna i get too the muscles. am gonna look like the rock no, no. he lives according uh, according to this article the ancestral lifestyle that him and his wife both followed which is intended to achieve strength health and happiness and includes the nine ancestral tenets tenants mm-hmm. not Tenants? Tenants? Tenants. I thought it was tenants, but this article. So I don't know. It was quoted. So maybe he. Because I was like, isn't that people who live in an apartment? Anyway, Mm. to eat, sleep, move, shine, connect, cold, sun, fight, bond. Okay. I don't know what that means, but he ate liver, raw liver, bone marrow, and even bull schmesticles. Oh. Raw? Yeah. I don't know why I feel like cooked would be better. Well, you know. I really don't want any part of that. No. Chewy. Anyway. Holly. So this has been like a signature meltdown online watching sort of like his, you know, like owning it. And, you know, we can, I can tell you like why he decided to do this, but. Probably to make money. Well, obviously, but that's not what he <laughs> oh, <okay>. said. <laughs> he said, I've missed, I've lied. And as I used to say incorrectly when I read this word out loud. Misled yeah. a lot of people, <laughs> aka misled a lot of people. Yes, I used to think it was misled. Anyway, yes, I've done steroids, and yes, I am on steroids. This is him talking, not me. <laughs> Monitored and managed by a, a trained hormone clinician. So he then pivots into this sort of like, yeah, but it's like you know, it's healthy, it's fine, dude. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. You've literally spent $12,000 a month, allegedly, supposedly, on steroids. Meanwhile, you're selling a way of life and you're showing it off, right? Like he's walking around everywhere shirtless. Yeah. muscles bulging selling this product line saying like if you do if like if you sit out in the cold with no shirt on and eat raw liver you too can look like i do wow it's just insane i mean and it shows you that truly the power of the internet because again he's just an influencer right and how what how much did you say his empire was worth like a hundred million dollars that's insane yeah i think that's allegedly not even his empire that's how much he makes a year oh my gosh and like if you buy these and i've actually seen it these ancestral supplements because you know like i'm a weird health boob and i again i think it's important to like you know do your research do your research and um and your eyeballs aren't the research like just Laying your eyeballs on this oh, guy is yes. not research. That's, no, yeah. no, no, no. And supplements aren't going to like solve your problems. Like they might help in some ways if you've got deficiencies, but whatever. Don't take advice from us. Mm-hmm. The moral or the liver king for that matter. Yeah, if but, only he would say that, but he I doesn't. know. But literally, he's selling a hundred million dollars a year of protein supplements and dried animal organs. Man. And telling people he's not doing steroids. So this is just another example of like. Nothing is real. And everyone smokes. And if it seems to... apparently takes steroids. It seems too good to be true on Instagram or YouTube or TikTok. Mm -hmm. Pink sauce. Mm -hmm. Although she figured that out, I think. Yeah, but but whatever happened to that? She got it made by like an actual company. But but I've never seen it. Yeah. Is all I'm trying to say. Don't go to his Instagram account either, please, the Liver King, because there's like a video of him eating actual Uh, liver. No, thank you. You know, this, yeah. I, this I just I feel like he he knew the formula. He was like somebody like I will just sit down and come up with something that sounds so wacky it just might work, and then I'm gonna and then he works the program. He just worked a different program too. Yeah, his program was steroids built on a house of lies. Yeah. Oh, don't no. I no, guarantee you. you this is gonna be a documentary, yeah. and I would like to watch Liver King. Perfect. Uh, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, you're going to listen to Celebrities Behaving Badly, we call them. Uh, well, we've got some celebrities behaving badly to tell you about on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. And uh, we have a name for them. We call them D Bags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Thank you. Um, my D-bag is human beings. Oh, great. All seven plus billion of them? Do we have seven billion now? I don't even... I know. thought it was even more than I know. That. So did I there's, suddenly. There's a lot of people. Um, 7.837 billion. Okay, almost eight. Uh, so here's, here's why. 
Here's why. Here's why. And I, I, I'm afraid I'm going to pronounce his name wrong, and I apologize for that. But uh, a member of BTS. Yeah. Is um, he is having his military enlistment ceremony. Okay. And the, this is a thing in South Korea. They correct. have to do military enlistment. There's this whole folder all. You know I know this. Yes, I do. And I want you to check on her. Uh, my friend Kim. Yep. Might mm-hmm. be listening if mm-hmm. you are, honey. I can. Please feel free to let us know how you're doing. Yeah, but but I know this that like um, when you're a certain when you reach a certain age, I think just males in Korea mm-hmm. have to uh, are often required to do military service. Yep. So he's 30 years of age, and um, it's his time to fulfill his required time with the military uh, by enlisting in the army. And there's an enlisting ceremony. And the management of BTS has had to put out an entire message to ask the public to not go to his military enlistment ceremony because people were planning to just show up at what is a family event. It's an entrance ceremony. It is a time to be observed by military personnel and their families only and the statement that went out publicly says in order to prevent any issues that might occur from crowding we ask fans to please refrain from visiting the site instead we ask you to keep your heartwarming words of support and farewell in your hearts because as you know bts is taking a break and this is one of the reasons why among others i think um and so But, you know, I thought to myself, this is the world we live in, where people feel so close to the people of whom they are great fans. Or not. Or not. But that's a different story. That is a different story. That they would feel like it would be perfectly acceptable to show up at such an intimate ceremony. Well, yeah, and you also mentioned a word in that statement that stuck out to me for a different reason, and that's the word crowding. Mm -hmm. And, like, you'll remember that it was not too long ago that uh, there was that horrible, horrible, horrible overcrowding stampede Mm -hmm. accident that happened in Seoul. It was Seoul, right? I think so, yeah. So it was Halloween. It was a Halloween Mm -hmm. stampede or I don't even know what you call that dynamic, but where a bunch of people were in a small space Mm -hmm. and things got out of control. And so I imagine like 151 people. Yeah, no, it was terrifying. They were literally lying bodies out in a row on the street because people had started moving so fast that they were unable to escape Mm -hmm. with their lives Mm -hmm. tragically and so i would imagine like everybody's bending over backwards i mean i think in this case it's specifically because of the fandom for bts but but also i i imagine everybody's like on extra like let's be extra careful and not have tons of people show up in a place that we can't manage well and it makes me wonder because I, i i my i i imagine and i don't know this for sure but i would imagine that many people are involved in this enlistment ceremony that that they are there with their the members who are being enlisted in the military and their families Think about, like, that is probably a very meaningful ceremony, a rite of passage of some sort. And to have that then disturbed and, and, you know, by people who were not supposed to be there. Yeah. And then to have it be also 
a potentially frightening incident yeah. because of the popularity of BTS. I just, but it just seems to me like I just want to say to the world, can we have common sense about where we are and are not welcome? Oh, no, absolutely. Like we don't own or we don't have rights to other people's like, I don't know how to like put it into words exactly, but like like personal events. Yeah. <laughs> like this. That's just no. Their personal lives, like public yeah. figures. I don't know. I think it's easier for you and I, frankly, and people of a certain age. Mm-hmm. You're probably right. Although maybe not. Maybe like people felt super close to people like that back in the day. It's just a matter of like how many and especially with BTS, like their fandom is so I mean, universal. It, go, it crosses countries and borders and people. Right. That it's just at a scale that seems, you know, I would imagine this is not like the only time that th- these folks on occasion feel like, you know, inundated by just where where the popularity might seem a little scary. Well, you know, it's funny because I, th- I think about like the popularity of Holly's favorite, the Beatles, um, and what, what that would look like were the Beatles popular now with social i mean they're still popular that's not what i'm saying but you know what i mean like if they rose to popularity during the age of social media and specifically you know twitter and instagram where you do have some idea of what's going on and where they'll be i just think it would be really frightening oh yeah crowd control is a real thing and um i whenever i see a large crowd of people waiting for a celebrity anywhere outside of a hotel or whatever, I immediately think, I I wonder if that crowd is going, is being handled somehow because yeah. that's scary. Well, just any large crowd can yeah. be terrifying. Anyway, don't, don't go just stay at home and keep and let, your love let and the fandom guy enjoy in your heart. his like ceremony. Yeah, exactly. You'll have your chance to show up at a concert, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I have words I out know. on that. I'm not sure how that's buy, playing out. Buy buy an album. Yeah. Listen to it in or your living room. Dance if you're like my good. friend Kim, have a whole room to have a whole room. True. Story. She has a BTS room. We love you, Kim. Who's your D bag, Bradley? Bill Cosby. Okay. Bing bong. Frequent flyer. I know you're thinking to yourself, Bill Cosby. Why Bill are we talking Cosby? about Bill Cosby? Why are we talking about Bill Cosby? Thank you. Uh, Bill Cosby and NBC Universal hit with a sexual assault suit from ex-Cosby show actresses and others. <gasps> Oof. This seems, according uh, as Deadline puts it, eerily familiar. Yeah, it does. I was going to say, did we get in a, uh, did we time travel? Yeah, apparently Cosby Show actresses, uh, two former Cosby Show actresses, and three other women on Tuesday sued not only Bill Cosby, but also NBC Universal for sexual assault and battery in New York State Court. Wow. They are named, it says the plaintiffs were all sexually battered, assaulted, and abused by Bill Cosby as part of the same conduct, occurrence, plan, or scheme that was perpetrated. So basically saying why they're all, you know, sort of... Mm-hmm joining forces and uh the complaint again it's from one two three four five women and they talk about very much the same things we've already heard about bill cosby Mm. that over the course of several decades again this is just reading from the actual suit bill cosby engaged in the serial sexual assault of dozens of women for his sexual gratification while the co-defendants enabled and aided these behaviors, the co-defendants being, of course, NBC Universal. 
uh, and aided these sexual assaults to benefit financially by their association with Bill Cosby. Mm. So what's interesting about this to me, right, and I, I should probably do some more digging to understand exactly what the liability is here, but it sounds like this... Because I don't remember any of the other lawsuits against Bill Cosby affecting NBC Universal in that's any way. That's the interesting piece. I mean, that to me is the thing that sticks out about this story. They say that those parties are culpable. That is, NBC Universal Media, Kaufman Astoria Studios, and the Carsey Werner Company mm-hmm. are culpable and liable because they knew and or should have known that Bill Cosby was sexually abusing, assaulting, and or battering women, including on their premises but did nothing to stop it. So this is big. No, this is definitely big. And it'll be interesting to see if we do get to see or hear their testimony, what that looks like. Yeah, absolutely. Of course, as expected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't even have to tell me. Bill Cosby through a longtime spokesperson mm-hmm. rejected the matter. You know, and I won't even read his words. Thank you. Or her. Thank you. Because, like, how long are we going to play this? Uh, I don't want to say game because it's not a game, but how long are we going to do this act? Bill Cosby. Forever, I think, well, probably. I mean, he's committed I at this think point. As long as he's on this planet, yeah. there are probably some victims who will feel unjustice given. Well, or I don't know what the right word is, but they will feel as though justice has not been delivered in their case. And so I imagine yeah. he's going to be dealing with this to the end of his days. And frankly, if these are credible accounts and so far, I mean, remember how many, how many? I can't even count. Uh, five. Well, of this one. Well, this one, five, but five. remember. Yeah. More than 60. Yeah. Claimed that he drugged specifically. Specifically claimed more than 60 women. The same thing, drugged and assaulted them over decades with a similar combination of pills and alcohol. 60. Oh, yeah. So this isn't going to go anywhere. But I am very curious to see what the liability is for NBC Universal and what proof they have, because, look, they're going to have to prove their case in court. Right. But if it's true, we have no reason to think that their accounts aren't. But it's still a lawsuit. Um that's that's tragic, and it goes back to what we said at the very... I've been saying this, and I know you have too, but I just feel like I said it out loud, and I was like, we have had so many examples of that coming true, which is the the big terror about Bill Cosby beyond his personal mm-hmm. assaults and criminality is the system that allowed him to perpetuate that on 60 women over decades. Yeah, that we know of. And NBC Universal in this case... Could possibly be part of that story. Well, and you know what I find interesting about that, and not to take this too far off track, but um, how how many other stories have we heard out of that particular organization? Okay, I'm specifically thinking of like a Matt Lauer type person. Oh, sure. Where that I mean that has been the complaint about that as well. Like this these open secrets, when it is an open secret, it means that there are systems in place to protect the perpetrator and well, if they've protect, protected one, how many other ones? You know what I'm saying? And it's I, like ugh. I get all these mixed up, but remember go back to Ronan Farrow. Mhm. And I feel like I don't I think it was NBC. I don't want to say like names if I can't back it up 
Right, with claim, you don't want to say names if you can't back it up not, with claims. This would not be the first, and in fact, if it was NBC related, it would have been the news division. But like, corporations are a part of this story or have been a part of these stories, right? On more than one occasion, and it may not be directly like assaulting mm-hmm. women, but if they're covering up for mm-hmm. or somehow shielding uh, perpetrators from justice yeah or victims from i'm bradley trainer and i'm don mcclain we have a podcast called blinded by the item a blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out it's a guessing game and you can play along the item might be like this a-list star carries a birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Achieving their justice, it's unconscionable and they should be equally held accountable. And sadly, you know, they've got tons of money and probably really qualified lawyers. And so it's an uphill battle. But... At the end of the day, the only way you're going to stop people like Harvey Weinstein and Bill Cosby, et cetera, is when you have institutions and corporations that don't allow those mm-hmm. scenarios to exist within the confines of their wall. Because, But Bill Cosby wouldn't have been able to do this if he didn't have all the power that he had. And where did he get most of that power? Mm-hmm. From, From the, the institutions. Ne- yeah. yeah. From the network that... Uh, Who benefited from his exactly. work. And... Yes, I listen, it's gross and I don't and I don't want to talk about it. And yet at the same time, it's important and we should talk about it. Oh, thank you, Holly. Welcome back to the Colleen and Bradley show. Oh, hold on. Gotta turn that mic off. (laughs) Seven one Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. I was like, what? Is there a bird in here? No, it was just my voice echoing back. Um, anyway, uh, hey, so yesterday, like just kind of this is the developing story uh, that keeps on uh, telling itself. And that's the story of Neil Bledsoe, who you don't know. He's probably well, some people might. Uh, he's an actor. I think his you genre to our show yesterday. That's you do. true. His genre seems to be uh, Christmas movies. Um so he has left. I'm sorry. Hold on a second. My microphone is not cooperating. There we How go. Dare it. He has left Great American Family uh, due to the comments that were made by Candace Cameron Bure, and then also then doubled down on by Bill Abbott, who's the um, CEO. CEO of Great American Family, um, basically saying that they would not be, and I'm paraphrasing because they use different words, but they would not be engaging in any storytelling around LGBTQIA plus individual storylines, right? Well, Neil Bledsoe was like, hey, uh, and he wrote this beautiful, well thought out statement that I highly encourage people take the time to read. It was very thoughtful. It was incredibly, incredibly thoughtful. Um, And he basically said here, listen, I am, you know, you might have noticed I stepped down from promoting the Christmas movie by the way that he was starring in alongside Danica McKellar. Interesting. Winnie, Winnie Cooper. Oh, yeah. She's all. She, she is and like. And does Cameron Bure have lots of internet chat? Okay. Well, so Danica McKellar is literally one of the top Christmas 
movie stars of all time. So, and she used to do the Hallmarky stuff, right? Well, I was. I'm actually surprised. I didn't know she was on Good American Family. Neither or did I. So that was. I wanted to now take a deep dive down that particular uh, avenue. Anywho, so okay, so Neil Bledsoe was starring alongside Danica McKellar in Christmas at the Drive-In, and uh, he just totally dipped out of promotions like he just was like i'm not promoting that and uh he basically when he when he decided to talk about it said i know you you might have noticed like i'm not i haven't been doing the promotion for this and here's why and that's where his statement came from about the stance of the network on lgbtqia plus relationships and the storytelling around them well, you and I said yesterday, well, like this is he, so he basically is walking away from uh, Great American Family entirely. And you and I said, well, this is great news for Hallmark, right? Like this is an opportunity. This can be a moment for Hallmark to be like, hey, come on over, you know, to our network. We'll take you. Yeah, good American uh, country. Mm-hmm. Gack family. Gaff. Whatever. Gaff. Uh, their loss. Hallmark's right. gain. Now, I do really quickly want to take Yahoo Entertainment to task because uh, actually it's Us Weekly I'd like to take to task and also Yahoo Entertainment because they love to carry other people's stories and then like put very small in the corner where it actually came from. But this is an Us Weekly story and the headline is Andrew Walker, Kimberly Williams, Paisley and more Hallmark stars send love to Neil Bledsoe after Great American Family exit. I'm like, great, this is awesome. It doesn't say how they did. It doesn't say what they said. It just notes that he is being supported by a lot of Hallmark people. And then there's a slideshow. So you can click through to see who has sent their love, but you don't know what they said or how they supported him. Okay. It doesn't, it matters not. The point is simply as follows The Hallmark Channel is in an amazing position right now. Because Neil Bledsoe has absolutely shifted the focus from a place that was going to be intolerant of the uh, of storytelling uh, about all relationships. Yeah. And Hallmark has notoriously over the last few years embraced LGBTQIA plus storylines. And so the Hallmark stars are all speaking out in support of him. And I think he's probably going to be their next big thing. Well, I wouldn't be surprised. He's certainly going to have a career. Uh, also, um, I did just look at Danica McKellar, and yeah. she she did a ton of work on Hallmark, and it looks like she just jumped ship this year. So, so I would be curious to see if that changes. Well, that's what I I would love to hear. I mean, I don't care what she does. I'm just saying it wouldn't surprise me. Right. If she jumped ship to go back to Hallmark? Yeah. I would like to hear if... It's interesting, right? When you, when you pay attention to stories like this that are like the hot thing, like this is a headline. Um, this is a story that is being told in all tabloid media right now. This sort of reaction to the words that Candace Cameron Bure said on behalf of Gaff. It is always interesting to me to look at the people who participate on that network and see who's talking and who's staying quiet. And I am surprised, I guess, and maybe I shouldn't be surprised, 
But I'm surprised that Danica McKellar has said nothing. Actually, she has. Oh, what did she say? This was like a week ago. She said, I'd like to set the record straight. Apparently, I'm just quickly looking through this. Uh, She was asked by the Wall Street Journal about Candace Cameron Bure received. Oh, no. No, it was the Wall Street Journal who asked Candace. Okay. But then after that, Danica McKellar took to Instagram to say the following. I'd like to set the record straight about something. I'm a, I'm a new Christian, and I'm so grateful for that. As I always have, I celebrate all forms of healthy love between adults, and I support representation. Okay. And then she went on to say, The idea that Christianity would judge any form of love simply baffles me. I'm still new to my faith journey, but as far as I can tell, Jesus loves and includes everyone. That's his kind of thing. Danica actually said that's kind of his thing. Yeah. So she's made a statement. Yes. Now here's so my second question. I stands. kind of have a feeling that that maybe Candace Cameron Bure didn't unfollow her on social media, but I will be investigating that further now. Yeah. Um, but thank you, Danica McKellar. But no, it's very nice of her. I mean, she certainly didn't have to say anything, but that she did so clearly was, you know, that's good. That is a good thing. Yeah. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, oh, I have a fun new segment for us to unveil. Oh, a fun, okay. After this. New? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay.